are your tender mercies, O Lord. Revive me according to your judgments. Psalm 119 verse 156. Welcome to the Voice of Revival with Reverend Robert Ampiakofi. Get ready to receive the Word of God that will bring revival to you and your household. And now, today's message. That your presence indeed is heaven to us. We give you the praise. We ask for your wisdom and for your grace. For your presence amongst us. For your spirit among us. For your grace among us. For your manifested presence among us. In the mighty name of Jesus, we pray with thanksgiving. Amen. Please be seated. Please be seated. Hallelujah. 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 Welcome somebody next to you. In the name of the Lord Jesus. Hallelujah. And tell the person, your presence gives me joy. Hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. This morning we are glad to have worshiping with us all the way from the UK, the Reverend, uh, hallelujah, Adeniji, Oyin Adeniji. <laughs> Give him a big, 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 big hand, hallelujah. Glory be to God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. You will know more about him as the days go by. Hallelujah. Praise God. Praise God. Praise God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. All right. We are still following our No More Limit series. Hallelujah. Are you still here? Hallelujah. Have we been learning something from it? How to break the limit, how to overcome every limitation, and how to ensure that we get done the things that need to be done. Hallelujah. 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 We're going to say some few things before we get into the fullness of what we want to say. Number one, if you're going to if you're going to take the limit off, then you need to know the master's will, uh, the, the will of God. Hallelujah. All right, you have to know what? The will of God or the will of your master, the will of the master. Hallelujah. Glory be to God. Hallelujah. Uh, I'm talking about the things that we need to take the limitation of our lives. Those are things which require supernatural interventions for us to accomplish. By that I mean that there are some things 
that we do by the normal grace of God. You got ready to come to church. You didn't need a divine intervention. You don't need the breaking of any limitation. You just do it normal. Hallelujah. Are you here today? You go to work normal. You do things. Many things we do, they are just normal. But when we want to do things that are extraordinary, somebody say extraordinary. That means above the ordinary, hallelujah, then we have to take the limit off because we will need the help of God. Hallelujah. So, everything I'm talking about is things that need the help of God. Hallelujah. Things that need the intervention of the power of the Almighty. Hallelujah. Glory be to God. So, I pray that you open your ears because if ever there was a time that we needed to see or receive the help of God to do things above and beyond the ordinary, it is now. Hallelujah. We are living in a time when nations are in perplexity. Perplexity means they are confused. Glory be to God. We are living in days when economists are not very sure of economy. Hallelujah. We are living in days when there is war in Europe. Hallelujah. Glory be to God. Even though, of course, it seems to be limited to Russia and Ukraine... Yet, it is a war involving European countries supporting Ukraine. Hallelujah. So, there's so much uncertainty in the world that if you are going to be victorious, hallelujah, in the midst of uh, uh, pandemics and things like that, if you are going to be victorious, you will need to have the help of God. Hallelujah. We are living in a time when people give their money to government and government is declaring that they won't give them their money back. Hallelujah. Please, I don't know everything about it. I just know that some people are saying that they will stay at the bank till they collect their money. <laughs> Hallelujah. Is that is that true? <laughs> Hallelujah. <laughs> Glory be to God. When, when life becomes challenging and even governments don't have solutions, you need to have the help of God. Are you, are you still here today? Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Many nations don't have answers. It's not just Ghana. It's many, many, many nations that don't have answers. It's just that sometimes 
your country's own comes up first because the economy is a little bit weaker. Hallelujah. Praise God. But whatever the issue, there are strong winds blowing. Hallelujah. All over the world, there are strong winds blowing. And it will take strong people with strong foundations to survive the strength of those winds. Hallelujah. Glory be to God. And it will take even stronger people to stay focused and accomplish great things in the midst of the strong winds. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And strong winds have a right to blow. Are you here today? Uh, Let me say that again. Strong winds have a right to blow. Hallelujah. You don't know precisely what makes the strong wind blow. Why is the wind sometimes stronger, sometimes calm? You, you may not know the exact thing that is making a strong wind blow. But they have a right to blow. Hallelujah. And there is no element of righteousness or holiness that you can walk in that stops the wind, the strong wind from blowing. Strong wind has a right to blow against the houses of the righteous and against the houses of the wicked. Hallelujah. Come on here. Isn't that in your Bible? Matthew 7, is it? 24. Glory be to God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Glory be to God. Matthew 7, 24. Therefore, whosoever heareth these sayings of mine and doeth them, I will liken him unto a wise man, which built his house upon a rock, and the rain descended, and the floods came, and the winds blew, and beat upon that house, and it fell not, for it was founded upon a rock. And everyone that heareth these sayings of mine, and doeth them not, shall be likened unto a foolish man which built his house upon the sun. And the rain descended, and the floods came, and the winds blew, and beat upon that house, and it fell. And great was the fall of it. Hallelujah. You notice one thing clearly in this teaching of Christ, or his parable, that the wind was no respecter of righteousness. The rain was no respecter of righteousness. The flood was no respecter of righteousness. It's an equal opportunity blower. It blows. Hallelujah. I'm trying to take it easy so that you follow with me. Are you understand what I'm saying? Hallelujah. That means that The fact that you are a very, very good person 
and very very nice person doesn't stop wind from blowing in fact if you look at the story carefully it appears as if both houses were up at the same time and the wind came against them at the same time hallelujah are you here today glory be to god so the wind the rain the flood is an equal opportunity agency they 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 blow they don't check who you are before they blow against you hallelujah glory be to god hallelujah praise god praise god hallelujah the only difference is the wind has no right or capacity to blow down the house of the righteous man whose house is built upon the rock hallelujah it can blow it is permitted to blow but it does not have the capacity to blow down the house of the man whose house is on the rock oh are you still here today there is an advantage for building on the rock but the advantage for building on the rock is not that the wind won't blow against you the advantage of building on the rock is the wind will blow and come to pass but your house will remain strong hallelujah hallelujah are we flowing <laughs> so if you live in a world where winds are blowing then it is important that your foundations are strong uh, hallelujah and what is the foundation of the believer what does it mean to build on the rock what is that foundation that is described as building upon the rock some will tell you it is building upon Christ there's some truth in it but it is too general hallelujah it is Christ who was teaching glory be to God so you can't put words into his mouth hear his words glory be to God so if he had wanted to say he that built upon me the wind will blow but his house will stand he would have said it hallelujah because he made many statements about himself without apology but he didn't say he who builds upon me he said he that heareth so number one is the hearing oh I said number one is the hearing uh, uh, one of your greatest abilities is the ability to hear <laughs> one of the greatest gifts you should thank God for every day 
day of your life is the ability to hear. Because much of your future, your destiny, your tomorrow, your prosperity, your success, your favor, it all depends on hearing. He that had an ear, let him hear what the Spirit says to the church. So, so there are two there are two kinds of hearing. Hallelujah. Uh, oh, are, are you here today? Uh, if you hold your ear, you see you have one. Am I right? <laughs> Glory be to God. What we call the ear, this one, actually doesn't hear anything. What you can hold is not an instrument of hearing. Study some biology. Yeah. <laughs> the hearing system is inside. This is an external ear. Hallelujah. Designed in a way to capture sound and the sound waves into the actual hearing. Your tympanic membrane is inside. Glory be to God. Hey! Hey! Next time when you are in school, you will study biology. <laughs> but there, there, there are not any specialized instruments in this outward ear. There's nothing specialized. There's just flesh and uh, some kind of... Uh, whatever, bone or something. Hallelujah. The actual instruments of hearing are inside. Hallelujah. But the spirit has a saying. Hallelujah. Are you still here today? That your whole natural hearing system cannot pick on. It can't. It can't handle what the spirit has to say. That's why he asks, "He that hath an ear." That means not everybody has that ear. Oh, you won't say amen. <laughs> Are you here today? Because if he's only talking about this outward hearing system, then everybody would have said, "I have an ear." But he says, he that had an ear, let him hear what the Spirit is saying to the church. That, that means that you must have a spiritual capacity to understand spiritual things. I, I, are you still here today? And from this morning, may grace be on your life. To have a spiritual capacity to understand spiritual things uh, so that you hear what the Spirit is saying unto the church to know how God is directing His church. Uh, hallelujah. Glory be to God. Hallelujah. In fact, 
what the spirit has to say is not even for everybody. Did you see what he said? He said, what the spirit saith unto the... Hallelujah. There are some things when the spirit is saying it, it's not talking to everybody. It's talking to the born again believers, to those who are blood bought, blood washed in the church. Hallelujah. Are you still here today? And even amongst them, they must still have an ear. (laughs) Are you still here today? Are you still here today? So when you sit in the house of God, be concerned to have an ear to hear what the Spirit is saying to your life. Oh, I don't hear you at all. Glory be to God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. There are many people who take things for granted. They don't have an ear to hear. But you must have a careful ear tuned to hear the voice of the Spirit of God. Hallelujah. Favor came upon you. Blessing came upon you. Unction came upon you. Hallelujah. Glory be to God. May you have an ear that hears. Glory be to God. Hallelujah. Those who have an ear to hear are those who have a concern. They have a care. They want to do the will of God. They want to know the will of God. They want to do what God expects of their life. Are you still here today? If you are in the house of God, may you be full of a concern, a a care, a desire to please God. You have to have a desire to be well-pleasing unto God, to, to serve God. It must be your heart desire. That is what will give you the ability to hear what the Spirit is saying is from a concern. That you want to be obedient to God. You know one of the famous uh, verses in the Bible. Like in the Old Testament. Where God said to David. Pursue. Overtake. Recover all. It's like almost every preacher has used it to preach. Hallelujah. That's one aspect of it. That shows something about David's character. He had lost his wife. He had lost First. two wives' children. Yeah. First Samuel 30 verse 7. And David said to Abiata the priest, Ahimelech's son, I pray thee, bring me Kita the effort. And Abiata brought Tita the effort to David. And David inquired at the Lord, saying, Shall I pursue after this troop? Shall I overtake them? And he answered him, Pursue. For thou shalt surely overtake them and without fail recover all. Hallelujah. What it tells you about David is he's a soldier. Hallelujah. He's a military man. Some people have captured his wife. If you are a military man like we see in the films, the blue man has to just rise up 
and be chasing the enemy. Hallelujah. But see a man who has been offended by human beings that have taken his family captive, but before pursuing them, he asked God. He, he didn't ask God, God, where are they? But he asked God, shall I pursue them? Shall I overtake them? But there are many Christians that have no place for God in their activities like that. Oh, are you here today? Oh, Dabasadahaya. Glory be to God. Are you still here today? Hallelujah. They have no place of finding out what God want them to do. Or what God would have them to do. Hallelujah. At another time when he was crowned king over all Israel. The Bible said the Philistines came to seek David. That means they brought an army to attack him when they heard he had been promoted. Glory be to God. Second Samuel 5. When they came against him, you would think that if the enemy attacked a soldier like David, he would just get up. Hallelujah. Second Samuel 5, 17. But when the Philistines heard that they had anointed David king over Israel, all the Philistines came up to seek David, and David heard of it and went down to the hold. The yeah. Philistines also came and spread themselves in the valley of Rephim. And David inquired of the Lord, saying, Shall I go up to the Philistines? David did what? Inquired of the Lord, saying, Shall I go up to the Philistines? Hallelujah. Will thou deliver them into my Can hand? you compare your life to David? Oh, I'm asking you, can you compare your life to David? Hallelujah. Hallelujah. The kind of people, I know many people, they will fight the battle before they remember that God exists. <laughs> Glory be to God. There are many people, they only remember God after they have tried to fight and they are losing. Then they come back to fight and say, oh God, why, why, why? Glory be to God. Hallelujah. But they that have an ear, they are listeners to God and they listen to God because they have devoted their life to please God and to do what is pleasing unto God. Hallelujah. I know it's not very popular teaching, but you have to, you have to, we have to become pleasing unto God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Jesus said, I do those things which are pleasing unto my father. Hallelujah. Glory be to God. That made him different from the Pharisees. It made him different from the Sadducees. Made him different from all the other people because he does what is Pleasing unto God the Father. John 8, 29. And he that 
sent me is with me. The Father had not left me alone, for I do always those things that please him. Hallelujah. That testimony is not an accident. It is a product of careful seeking. Oh, are you here today? Oh, hallelujah. Glory be to God. It's a product of intensive prayer to find the will of God and to do it. Do those things which are pleasing unto God. Hallelujah. The Bible describes Christ's prayer life in the book of Hebrews. The Bible talks about in the days of his flesh. Hallelujah. Hebrews 5. Thank you. He prayed earnestly with tears. Hebrews 5, 7. Who in the days of his flesh, when he had offered up prayers and supplications with strong crying and tears, and to him that was able to save him from death, and was heard in that he feared. Hallelujah. This is the attitude of Christ. Intense prayers with supplications Strong crying and tears. That was the way he was praying. Because it was to him that was able to save him from death. Stop for a moment. He wasn't praying to God this way. So that God will save him from dying. Because he said, I came to die. For this purpose I came to this world. To give up my life to die. Hallelujah. He's talking about the death of making mistake against God. Are you here today? The death that Adam died when he ate the fruit. He said, I don't want to die that kind of death. And he's praying always. Are you here today? I don't want to sin against my father whilst I'm on this earth. I don't want to be a disappointment like Adam became a disappointment. I don't want to throw the heavenly plan into confusion like Adam threw the heavenly plan into confusion. I don't want to mess up the way Adam messed up and he prayed earnestly that his life will be a testimony, a living testimony of grace. Are you still here today? May your life, may you be determined by the grace of God that your life will be a testimony. You will not throw the eternal plan of God. You will not disrupt the plan of God. You will not trouble the plan of God but rather you will see the victory that comes uh, hallelujah out of obeying and obedience uh, to the plan of the living God uh, is somebody still here today come on what you want in your life he said in Hebrews chapter 10 uh, if you go to Hebrews chapter 10 uh, read from verse 1 uh, he said uh, and the Baha'i jumped to 2 and 
For then will they not have ceased to be offered because that the worshippers once purged should have had no more conscience. Five. Verse five. Wherefore, when he cometh into the world, he saith, Sacrifice and offering thou wouldest not, but the body hast thou prepared me. This is Jesus talking. And though he came as a baby, he came talking. I said he came talking. When he came, he was talking already. Wherefore, when he cometh into the world, that means on his way into the world, he was talking. You, you, when you were coming to the world, you were not talking. I'm telling you. Uh, hallelujah. It's Christ who came into the world talking. When he cometh into the world, he saith, he had something to say. He didn't say the world is too hot in Africa. What he said was uh, sacrifice and offering. Thou wouldest not. He said, uh, you don't want the blood of cows anymore. You don't need any more sheep offering. Uh, you don't need any more animals to die. Uh, but a body has thou prepared for me. Are you still here today? Shout yes. Uh, be- because uh, Jesus, Jesus loved us in heaven. Jesus wanted to save us but he couldn't do it without this physical thing called a body oh some of you are catching it some of you too you are looking at me some way are you understanding it Jesus is in heaven okay he wants to save you he loves you but there's something he doesn't have That unless he gets it, he cannot save you. (laughs) What he needed to be able to save you is a body. (laughs) Are you still here today? Glory be to God. Because the children are partakers of flesh and blood. He himself likewise took part of the same. Are you still here today? Hebrews chapter 2 verse 14 and 15. We will come back to Hebrews chapter 10 in a minute. But flip your Bible quickly so that you get the understanding of what we are trying to say to you. Hallelujah. Is it a blessing to you? Are you learning something? For as much then as the children are partakers of flesh and blood, he also himself likewise took part of the same, that through death he might destroy him that had the power of death, that is the devil, and deliver them who through fear of death were all their lifetime subject to bondage. Hallelujah. Glory be to God. (laughs) That's why... He couldn't stay in heaven and deliver you and me. He couldn't stay in heaven. He had to do it with a human body. Because we have a human body. And if he is going to represent us, he cannot represent us unless he is like us. 
Are you still here today? Because you and I are flesh and blood, our representative, our substitute, Christ our substitute, Christ our representative, must also be flesh and blood. Hallelujah. Glory be to God. He didn't take on the nature of angels. Angels have a certain nature. But he didn't come to save angels. He was coming to save you. Angel body is better than yours. If you want to go to America, you will need probably an aeroplane. Angel can move like that. Glory be to God. Angel can appear anywhere he wants to appear. Angel don't feel cold. Angel don't feel hot. Oh, are you here today? So angelic body would have been nicer if you are going to move on this earth to have the body of an angel would have been nicer. But it won't save anybody. Hallelujah. The children are partakers of flesh and blood. So he must take on a flesh and blood body so that nobody can say he's cheated. He didn't cheat. He saved us legally without cheating the system by becoming exactly like us and to say a man has conquered the devil. Are you here today? He is completely God but he has to be completely man so that the victory will belong to men. Are you still here today? Are you still here today? Come on say yes. That's why he's called the last Adam. He's called what? The last Adam. See, not the the him may say a second Adam or something. That's what the him says. But the Bible says the last Adam. Hallelujah. Why is he called the last Adam? Are you learning something? Are you learning something? You have to have an ear to learn something. Okay. There are two Adams. I said there are two Adams. There's the first Adam and the last Adam. The last Adam means no other Adam is coming. (laughs) See, if you call him the second Adam, then there could be a third or a fourth. But this last Adam means... No more Adam is needed. (laughs) And very soon I'll tell you who Adam is. So that you know why there's first and last Adam. The first Adam was made a living soul. But the last Adam was made a quickening spirit. Or a life-giving spirit. Are you still here? Is it still helping somebody? Hallelujah. Who is an Adam? Why is there a first and a last Adam? 
and Adam, there are only two Adams. There are only two men whose behavior control all humanity, past, present, and future. Only two men were in that position where their decisions influence all of humanity, past, present, and future. When Adam sinned, you were not born. I said, when the first Adam sinned, you were not born. Were you there? Glory be to God. But Adam's sin affects everybody, whether you like it or not. Adam's judgment that he will surely die affects every human being. Hallelujah. You can't go to court and say, when Adam was sinning, I wasn't there. So his trouble shouldn't affect me. No, you are lying. That Adam is somebody who covers every human being. And it is Christ whose obedience also covers every human being. Past, present, and future. <laughs> you find more of that in Romans 5. Romans 5, <laughs> verse 12. Wherefore, as by one man sin entered into the world. As by one man sin did what? Entered into the world. Whether you like it or not, Adam has the power to bring anything he like into the world. Glory be to God. And death by sin. And so death passed upon all men for that all have sinned. One Adam did all that though. One Adam did all that. Doesn't matter which manifestation of sin that you might sin today or tomorrow. Ultimately one Adam did all that. Is, 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 is the result of one decision of one Adam. Hallelujah. May we have another Adam. <laughs> Continue, sir. For until the law, sin was in the world, but sin is not imputed when there is no law. Uh-huh. Verse 14. Nevertheless, death reigned from Adam to Moses, even over them that had not sinned after the similitude of Adam's transgression, who is the figure of him that was to come. Hallelujah. But not as the offense, so also is the free gift. For if through the offense of one, many be dead, much more the grace of God and the gift by grace, which is by one man, Jesus Christ, hath abounded unto many. Uh, Are you seeing it? The last Adam came to correct the error. And you didn't have to be righteous with him. You didn't have to be obedient with him when he was obeying. His obedience had been thrown as a benefit to all of mankind. Are you here today? Are you here today? If one man sinned, 
can make all sinners, then one man's obedience, one man's righteousness has now scattered salvation unto all men. Are you still here today? I saw a favor on your life. I have a hand high. Read for me verse 17 very quickly. Verse 17. For if by one man's offense death reigned by one, much more they which receive abundance of grace and of the gift of righteousness shall reign in life by one, Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. Now, the score is 1-1. One, one. <laughs> One Adam destroyed everything. One Adam came to correct everything. And the misbehavior of one Adam affected everybody. But the obedience of the last Adam has now also paved the way for everybody. Are you still here today? Come on! Glory be to God! Are you here today? The Impact of Christ is upon all men. Let, let, let me explain something to you. When Christ died, you, you were not born. It was 2,000 years ago. And some of you are not even 50 years. Glory be to God. But the Bible said Christ died for your sin. But when he died, you were not even born to sin. So he was standing as an Adam. Whatever he does affect all men, past, present, future. Are you flowing? Hallelujah. I, I, I see grace coming on your life. See, the reason why we have to go through all these scriptures is because for if by one man's offense, death reigned by one, Adam caused satanic power to be in charge of humanity. Reigning and ruling means having charge, controlling. Now, much more, Adam caused trouble but the solution is much more. Are, are you here today? The solution is much more. Much more. Much more. Those who receive. Are, are you still here today? What did you receive when you received Jesus? You received abundance of grace. And number two, you receive the gift of righteousness. These two things you receive empower you to reign. At first, death was reigning, but now you are reigning. <laughs> are you here today? At first, death or satanic power you 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 heard you will read hebrews 2 14 and 15 isn't it have you forgotten hebrews 2 14 and 15 hallelujah as the children are partakers of flesh and blood he himself likewise took part of the same that through death he might destroy him that had the power of death that is the devil 
So Satan was ruling before Christ came to destroy him that had the power of death. That is the devil. That devil that you keep talking about, he has been destroyed already. And before his power used to reign, but now there are some new rulers in town. <laughs> are, are you here today? Jesus destroyed him that had the power of death. That is the devil. So he took away one wrong ruler and appointed many new rulers that they, hallelujah, they that receive abundance of grace. How do you know that when you are born again, you receive abundance of grace? Because Ephesians chapter 2 verse 8 declares, now you have to keep memorizing some of these scriptures because that is how we'll be teaching with them over and over again. Ephesians 2 verse 8. For by grace are ye saved through faith and that not of yourself, it is the gift of God. If you are saved, then you are saved by grace. Oh, I don't hear you at all. So when he's talking about them that receive abundance of grace, he's talking about the born again ones. They have been saved by grace. They which receive abundance of grace. And then they receive a second thing. You have to walk through life knowing what you have received. <laughs> Hallelujah. Hallelujah. You are not a mobile person. You are not somebody to be pitied or to be ah. I, I am declaring that you have received something. And what you have received means that you are not, oh Jesus. You are not at all to be pitied. You are not somebody to be pitied. You are rather somebody to be envied. You are somebody that everybody must know that you are carrying something. You are carrying a grace. You are carrying an ability. You are carrying an anointing. You are carrying grace. You are somebody that receives grace. The day that I've received an abundance of grace. I heard John preaching and John said the law came by Moses but grace and truth came by Jesus Christ. He came bringing you grace and you have received an abundance of grace. Abundance of grace. Shout yes. For the law was given by Moses but grace and truth came by Jesus Christ. So that settles the grace question. You know that you are saved by grace. Hallelujah. But they say you receive two things. Abundance of grace, number one, and then the gift of righteousness. So you have to jump over to Romans chapter 10. 
verses 9 and 10 that if thou shalt confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus and shalt believe in thy heart that God had raised him from the dead thou shalt be saved for with the heart man believeth unto righteousness and with the mouth confession is made unto salvation hallelujah hallelujah so with the heart man believeth unto what righteousness with the heart man believeth unto what righteousness if you believe in jesus you get the gift of righteousness second corinthians 5 21 Second Corinthians 5, 21, for he had made him to be sin for us who knew no sin, that we might be made the righteousness of God in him. Is that so in your Bible in black and white? He had made him to be sin for us who knew no sin, that we might be made the righteousness of God in Christ. Ah, ah. So you can see if you are born again, you have abundance of grace, you have the gift of righteousness deposited in your life because you believe in Christ. Hallelujah. And with these two things, you are the one to reign in life. I said you are the one to reign in life. You are the one to reign in life. You are the one to have charge in life. You are the one to be in control in life. And don't, don't go through your life thinking forces beyond your control. No, you are the one in charge. You are reigning in life. You are the one that is reigning. You are Kondayabasanda. Are you still here today? If you jump into the book of Revelations uh, and you go into chapter 1 and you begin to read verses 5 and 6, uh, you begin to discover that it says that Jesus Christ who is the faithful witness and the first begotten of the dead and the prince of the kings of the earth and to him that loved us and washed us from our sins in his own blood and that made us kings and priest unto God and his father to him be glory and dominion forever and ever Hey. Revelations 5.12 <laughs> Revelations 5.12 And has made us unto our God Revelations 5.12 Saying with a loud voice Worthy is the Lamb that was slain to receive power And riches and wisdom and strength and honor And glory and blessings Hallelujah We shall reign We shall reign <laughs> We shall reign <laughs> I am a higher. He had made us kings. <laughs> I think you have to go up in the head. <laughs> Glory be to God. And we shall reign with him. You are in charge now. I said you are in charge now. You are in charge now. Revelations 5.10 And has made us unto our God. Kings and priests. And we shall reign on the earth. See? Don't 
be too much in a hurry to go to heaven. You are supposed to reign in the earth. Are you here today? Come on. Be in charge of something. Is somebody still here today? Take charge. Have dominion. Let the powers in your father's house. The powers in your mother's house. The powers of your family line. May they be brought under your feet. Are you still here today? May your prayer life rise up again. May you carry another level of the anointing. May you be a man and a woman of fastings and prayer. In the name of Jesus, carry the word. Wherever you go, carry the word. Is somebody still here today? If you believe it, shout yes. When Christ was coming to save us, he said, a body has thou prepared for me. Uh, is, is that in your Bible? A body. We, we, we read it just now. A body. A physical body. There are some physical things that matter very much in your victory. And one of the great limitations are in physical things. See, Christ in heaven, before he came, he is co-equal with God. He doesn't lack anything. But to be able to save us, he needs a body. <laughs> a, a physical body. <laughs> are, are you here today? Uh, when the father was discussing with the son, <laughs> and saying... Son, the world, people in the world need a savior. And the son said, I'll go and save them. But he said, okay, go. It is nice of you to go and save them. But the son said to the father, I need a body like they have a body. And the father said, a body has thou prepared for me. Are you still here today? Shout yes. Shout yes. Shout yes. I am a higher. See, what I was trying to tell you is that in spiritual things, eh? physical things can be very important. In saving mankind, what Christ needed was a body. A body. A body. That was something that had to be prepared and provided for him. Hallelujah. He so I'm coming. Lo, behold, I come to do thy will, O God. A body has thou prepared for me. One of the great limitations on the things God wants to do in your life, through your life, through his church, is gold and silver. If you like, you can call it CDs and persuades, dollars and cents, pound and pence, euro and cents, whichever way you want to call it. 
at the end of everything, many, many spiritual things are limited if the physical is not there. Jesus wants to save us, but he needs a body. Hallelujah. 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 May God help us open our eyes to understand that many limitations are be just because of shortage of physical gold and shortage of physical silver. But we are preaching and the word of God will shift everything and bring the necessary gold and silver into the building up of the kingdom of God. It is easy to make a mistake and think spiritual things need only spirit. But spiritual things don't need only spirit. Yeah, it's it's a warfare because the enemy has tricked many believers. They have seen silver and gold and physical things. As though there's something wrong with it. Some, we had a song we used to sing. Take the whole world and give me Jesus. <laughs> and the world took the whole world. <laughs> Glory be to God. <laughs> it's a, it's a, it's, but we can't let the whole world go and take Jesus. Because Jesus himself needed a body on this earth. some (laughs) you know when John announced that this is the Christ behold the Lamb of God that taketh away the sin of the world and everything two of John's disciples decided that we are going to go and follow this person because John says he the John we are following is not worthy to untie the list of this new man he's pointing to so two clever followers of John decided that, boy, it's better we follow the guy. <laughs> so they went to Christ. You know the first question they asked him? They said, Master, where dwelleth thou? They didn't ask him, what is your anointing level? Are you more anointed than Elijah? They asked him, where are you living? Where? Ask your neighbor, where's your house? <laughs> John 1, 38. Then Jesus turned and saw them following, and said unto them, What seek ye? They said unto him, Rabbi, which is to say, being interpreted master, where dwellest thou? Yeah, and you know the favorite scripture of many Christians they say birds have nests or foxes have holes the son of man has nowhere to lay his head 
But Jesus didn't say that. Oh. When they asked him, where do you live? He said unto them, come and see. Come and Hey! Some of the scriptures you quote, eh, they are out of context and they are wrong. Are you hearing me? Are you still here with me today? (laughs) When they say, where are you living? He didn't say foxes have holes. Birds have nests. He said, come and... They came and saw... They came and... saw. And abode with him that day, for it was about the tenth hour. Not only did Jesus have a house, he has guest room to keep two people who there's no preparation made for them in advance. But he said, come and see. And when they came to see, he has guest room inside. Are, Are you still here today? Uh, I see some favor coming on your life. I see an anointing coming on your life. May the limitation of lack of gold, may that limitation be broken today. Are you still here today? May there be... Rebuilding a spiritual temple, but they couldn't rebuild it by prayer. When God came to them in the book of Haggai, chapter 1, He said to them, He didn't say, Intensify your prayers, He said, Go up into the mountains and bring wood. And build the house. And I will take pleasure in it. And I will be glorified. saith the Lord. Then at that time. Many people were speaking spiritual things. And God said forget those spiritual things. Now we need wood. See. He said. These people say. They were talking spiritual talk. You know that is what you find common in the church. Spiritual talk. They can talk spiritual things. And you know, we don't really think that at this time is the right time to do a project. This time is not a good time. The spiritual people, there are many. Blah, blah, blah. They talk plenty. God said, swallow your spiritual talk. Go to the mountain and bring wood. Right now, what we need is wood. Are you hearing me? Shout yes. These people say, the time is not come, the time that the lost house should be built. That's what they were saying. Have you seen those spiritual people in the house of God? They can discuss spiritual timing. They can discuss all kinds of things. Ukraine ni Russia. <laughs> they, are, they are spiritual people. They say spiritual things, but all the spiritual things is just zero. There's nothing in it. God said, That speaker, the Lord of hosts, saying, These people say 
the time is not come. The time that the Lord's house should be built. It hasn't come. This one is a spiritual matter, isn't it? And they are talking about God's house. So, it's not time to build God's house. No, no, no. Ah. Ah. No. Ah. So, I was praying yesterday and I sensed we should leave that house alone. Glory be to God. Don't let some people use some vain spirituality when you for nothing. Are you here with me today? Every he said, God said, I need wood. My house needs wood. It doesn't need talkers, it needs wood. Go into the mountain and cut wood and bring it. Build my house and I will take pleasure in it. Hallelujah. Glory be to God. Sometimes God's house needs window. And some people are talking spiritual talk. You know, so far as I'm concerned, we shouldn't burden church people too much. We shouldn't be talking too much about need this, need that. Because their life is hard and they are very spiritual in their talking. And God said, all I need is glass. I need glass. I need my windows fixed. I need my windows fixed. I don't need all the spiritual talking. I need my window fixed. Don't worry. I think next week one will be more interesting. Oh, hallelujah. Glory be to God. Is it a blessing to you? Is it a blessing to you? We have to break the limitation. Oh, we have to break the limitation. See? Ghana, we are quarreling about National Cathedral. Please, don't put me into any trouble. <laughs> I don't know anything about it. I don't have any idea about it. I have nothing to say left or right. All I'm saying is that Bishop Oyedepo alone in Nigeria is building something that costs many, many times the National Cathedral. But the whole country is full of quarrel about National Cathedral. And one man is sitting in Ota, in Lagos, building a building that will seat 109,000 people. The cathedral will seat 5,000 people. What is needed is money. Without money, the world will be full of quarrel. <laughs> you just ask your wife how much she loves you. Remove all the money and ask again. Are you still here today? Say yes. <laughs> Kafra, I was just joking. <laughs> but if two people go and propose to one lady, one is broke and one has money. <laughs> the prayer for the will of God will be more for the broke man than for the rich man. Are you here today? Say, Eradi, say, Oh, here, Nina. Casa Dindimpa 
speak into the amplifier oh lord because it's not easy to hear marry the broke man you didn't hear what i said ecclesiastes 7 12 for wisdom is a defense and money is a defense i'm just joking i'm just joking Hallelujah. I'm just joking. I don't mean it. Hallelujah. <laughs> Glory be to God. But all I'm saying is that some decisions are easier to make. Hey! Hey! Is it a blessing to you? Are you blessed today? I'm telling you, I'm telling you, I was talking to a marriage counselor. He said the biggest problem in most marriages is financial. He said there are other things, but if you carry all the problem one to ten, finances will carry between six and seven out of ten. Hallelujah. If you're a man, your hair becomes white. It won't change anything. But if you become broke, it becomes dangerous. <laughs> I hear some women are clapping. <laughs> if you lose all your hair, cry, they won't mind cry. <laughs> That's what. What does your hair help in any way? When you get into <laughs> when you get into uh, men, men, what's the supermarket name? Malcolm, Malcolm. The hair doesn't answer anything. It's the wallet that matters in Malcolm. <laughs> are, are you understanding here today? Hey! Hey! I, I want to help your spirituality today to know that when he was coming into the world he didn't ask for angels he didn't say father can you give me 10,000 angels to accompany me earth is very dangerous there are armed robbers on the earth there are wicked people on the earth. There are Pharisees on the earth. There are Sadducees on the earth. There are hypocrites on the earth. Give me many angels. He didn't ask for any angel. A body. You need some physical things. I said you need some physical things. And may God make way now. I prophesied that by next week Sunday I declare that when we become to the revelation of the massive wealth transfer I declare to you now there shall be a massive wealth transfer somebody shout like your voice is yours let there be let them oh shabahadahaya about seven massive wealth transfers in the scripture and we'll be looking at them because very important 
you have to find out why is it that three nations were going to fight Jehoshaphat. They are going to, they are hoping to conquer Judah and loot the country, Judah, and enrich themselves. But on their way coming to fight Judah, they brought gold and silver and precious jewels, diamonds, plenty. You can't fight with gold or silver. What they need is sword and spear. But they came with gold, silver, precious jewels. As for the food, they sold it at the gate. But the gold was not sold at the gate. The gold was plenty. The lepers collected food. They ate some quickly and they started gathering the gold. They dug the ground, kept the gold, came back for more. Until one of them said, what we are doing is not good. They were four. As for the three, they didn't think that way at all. Just only one. (laughs) Hallelujah. One of them said, what we are doing is not good. (laughs) The other ones, they said, no, bro. When was the last time you saw gold? (laughs) They said, what we go and tell these people, they can run faster than us. And they too, they have all their fingers. They will gather the gold more than us. So you let's pack. When we pack enough, then we go and tell them. Hallelujah. And one said, what we are doing is no good. Let's go and tell them they are hungry. Hallelujah. So, why did the enemies bring the gold? Don't miss next Sunday. Because, because, you have to understand the wealth transfer. Because while the enemy meant to attack them, God intended to transfer the wealth of those nations to Judah. And so long as you this year will be fervent in spirit like Jehoshaphat believe in fastings and prayer as we move into the final week tomorrow and believe in praying and fasting and seeking God. I don't hear you at all. So long as you make up your mind This year, you will walk in holiness, purity. You will pray. You will study God's word. You will be like King Jehoshaphat. Are you still here today? So long as you determine to serve God, everything will turn in your favor. And there will be massive wealth transfers. Are you still here today? If you believe it, jump to your feet and shout, yeah! there be massive wealth transfers. Hallelujah. 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 Serious massive wealth transfers. Hallelujah. Let the wealth be transferred. Glory be to God. Hallelujah. There's a scripture that said the wealth of the sinner is laid up for the just. To lay up means to store. Things can be stored for you, but it doesn't mean you are enjoying it. Hallelujah. Some fathers have put aside money, said this is for my children. But it doesn't mean the children are enjoying that money. Maybe he has bought bond, government bond. <laughs> 
200,000 government bond. <laughs> hey! Hey! It's laid up. Uh-huh. But what we are preaching is not just the laying up, but the transfer. The wicked people had guarded the gold. But God said, it's time to transfer it to my people. And they are too wicked to bring it to the people of God and say, take it. The only thing that will let them bring it is if they are coming to attack. So God said, doesn't matter, you go. You think you are going to attack them, but I know a way out. Carry all your gold and send it there in your attack. I will transfer it to my people. There's coming massive transfer. Yes, Lord. It's coming, oh. I said it's coming. It's coming. It's coming. What will move the kingdom of God forward is massive wealth transfers. Some things are in the wrong hand. It has to come to the right hand. Uh, is somebody uh, say my hand is the right hand now do you have abundance of grace do you have the gift of righteousness are you reigning in life he had made us kings and priests unto the Lord our God and we shall reign on this earth may God almighty lift your hand you pray one minute Pray for the transfer. Pray that what is laid up will be transferred. Your business is an instrument of transfer. May God bless the business. An idea of business is an instrument of transfer. May God give you ideas. Lift your voice. Pray. Pray. Pray for ideas. Pray that whatever is in the hand of the wicked, that the transfer will come now. That God will begin to move. Massive transfer. Massive transfer. Massive transfer. Makaba Sandahaya. Yadaba Sandahaya. Rabba Sandalalalalababa. Shababandalalalaba Sanda. Andababari Andaba Sandahaya. Let there be massive transfer. 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 Payanda Kadabasanda Yabanda Kadabasaya Andalalalalababha Kandabasanda Haya Glory be to God. Come on Monday. Eh? Tomorrow we are on Monday. Hallelujah. Believe oh, next week Sunday is the final of the fastings. You must come with your little bit of anointing oil. Hallelujah. No, we must gather the capacity for the transfer to reach our hand. 
Oh, your amen is small. <laughs> Hallelujah. Hallelujah. May the transfer reach your hand. May the transfer. It's important to. It's important. Important. I saw that this is very important. Hallelujah. 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 Glory be to God. You can have all the anointing in the world, but no nobody will come to your crusade if you don't have some substance. Yeah, 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 yeah. It doesn't, it doesn't matter. Spiritual things need a body. <laughs> a body, a body, a body. Say a body, a body, a body, a body, a body. Hallelujah. Glory be to God. Is it a blessing? Also, are you understanding it? Yes. It's a blessing. We need to understand these things. So. Otherwise, we will let the enemy take over things. See. Very unfortunately, I saw the bodies of, was it, eight young children trying to go to school in a rickety canoe. And the canoe overturned and they are killed for nothing. Nothing. This, a stronger boat would have taken away that trouble. don't need a strong ferry would have taken them safely to the other side. May deception leave our eyes. eh? I'm telling you. Because the devil is causing havoc because he has gathered wealth and hidden it in strange places. But the believers lack the zeal to collect the transfer. But I am prophesying, let the transfer come. Are you here today? May our children not die a useless death like that. When a strong boat can save their life. Are you here today? I feel some fire that is telling me uh, let the power of God uh, help God's people to release wealth into the hands uh, of God's people to release ability into the hands of God's people. May you have confidence in yourself. uh, May you have boldness in yourself. uh, May you believe uh, that you can handle it well. I am a Sandahaya. We will trace it a lot. We will trace it a lot. You see it all through the scriptures. See it all through the scriptures. God told David about a temple. I told him, don't build it. Let your son Solomon build it. David guarded everything, including iron for nail. Everything. It's not just the spirituality. So, 
And he says, Solomon, anything needed in this temple is here. Make sure you build it. Don't joke with building it, my son. Make sure you build it. You know what happened? It still took four years. He had everything. It still took four years to build that temple. Starting with everything. Can you imagine how long it would have taken if he started with nothing? This year, global will rise. <laughs> oh, I said this year, global will rise. Under Bahia, in the prayer, we shall pray again. We, uh, for the past few Fridays, every all night on Friday, I'm here because we are rising in the prayer again. Are, are you hearing what I'm saying? And now there shall be massive wealth transfer. Uh, I, I, you didn't hear what I said. I said there shall be massive wealth transfer in the name of Jesus. We lose now the transfer. <laughs> Let the transfer come. Jesus. Please, please be seated. All prayers will be done tomorrow. Tonight, tonight at 5 p.m. Hallelujah. You have to be ready. Ask your neighbor, neighbor, are you ready? Do, do you want to just be a church person? Come to church on Sunday, fulfill your obligation, and go and just sleep and not. Or are you a 24 hour, seven days a week Christian fighting for the kingdom of God, winning souls, working for your home cell? Doing all kinds of things full of fire. If you are doing a business, dedicate a business. Say, I'm starting this business. Everything that comes from this business is going to the work of God. Have, have about 10 businesses. Out of your 10 businesses, you choose one. You say, This one, anything that comes, I'll be selling cola nut. When I, anything that comes from selling cola nut is for AKWO. <laughs> for, for crusade for soul winning <laughs> I, oh your amen is small I pray I pray that victory spirit will come upon the church that everywhere you go you will know that victory belongs to you you, you are qualified to handle the wealth because you are the righteous you have abundance of grace and you have the gift of righteousness you are supposed to be in charge may you be in charge may you be in charge may you be in charge Hallelujah. God have mercy. We are going to take our offering. Let's just take our offering. And... Hallelujah. Are you ready? Are you ready? One of the things that will empower us for the end time harvest is to learn to be a seed sower, a giver. Becoming a giver doesn't mean you are rich just means you have 
a heart of generosity. Hallelujah. For he says that in the laws of giving, what you offer, it is accepted according to what a man has and not what he has not. And it is accepted if the first is a willing heart. Hallelujah. So there must be a willingness to plant seed. Hallelujah. No matter how hot the world becomes, we shall be cool. <laughs> no, no matter uh, Ukraine, Russia, Belarus, Outer Mongolia, Tibet, it doesn't matter who fights, we shall be blessed. Oh, I don't hear you at all. I said, we shall be blessed. Hallelujah. May we have enough money. Thank you for listening to The Voice of Revival with Rev. Dr. Robert Ampiakufi. To interact with Rev. Robert Ampiakufi, like his page on Facebook and Instagram at Robert Ampiakufi. Email akwopartners at gmail.com and on his website, robertampiakufi.org or call plus 233-554-592-688. That is plus 233-554-592-688. God richly bless you. Thank you.